0: Welcome to the Josh Scanlon Podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash Heritage Wealth Planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. What critics get wrong about reverse mortgages by my man Wade Fowle. We're going to talk about this article. I think I might have done, I don't know if I ever talked about this article before. I don't know, but I have talked about reverse mortgages and we're gonna we're going to talk about it now. Sorry about the unkempt look. Literally rolled out of the sack. About two. Right now it's about eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, about eight o'clock, maybe seven fifty. I've been up since five thirty, and I've been wanting to write, uh, read this article to you, and go over it before I had a chance to freshen up and change into something more comfortable, and take the razor to my chin, and then uh, even comb my hair. So uh, if you're offended by the the fashion, lack of fashion that we do here. And I'm probably not the right video place for you, that's for sure, because fashion is not a top priority to me, as you can tell by my, uh, <laughs> just my outfits. A t-shirt, unkempt, and even really, that's a nice thing to have a short hair. You comb your hair, you take your four fingers plus your thumb, and you go like this, whoop, comb hair, done. All right, so let's go into this. On a side note, I'm interviewing Wade uh, on uh, Friday. So on Friday, I, I can't remember what time, uh, so he'll be on the podcast. So, if you have questions about reverse mortgages you want me to ask Wade, please put them in the show notes because I'll be happy to ask him. I cannot wait to get Wade on the podcast, the Josh Scanlon podcast. Uh, And again, Wade had written a book. uh, eh, Let's see. He had written a book, Reverse Mortgages. Uh, how to use reverse mortgages to secure your retirement. I'll put that uh, in the show notes that, with the Amazon link. So if you pay, if you click on the link and buy the book, your old buddy Josh gets paid big bucks, big bucks. All right, so uh, this is Dateline, uh, April 15th. Oh, how ironic, April 15th. From advisor perspectives, I'm a huge fan of the folks at vi- Advisor Perspectives. Uh, a guy named Joe Tomlinson I came across in Advisor Perspectives. and. Uh, actually i'm doing some other research uh, stanford uh center for longevity in uh, which wade and joe thomason are on and they got 136 uh it's in there someplace anyway they got a 136 page document through stanford that's on there which i'll be reading here shortly uh, i've read it but i'll go over it with you guys shortly but for the and the uh, this will almost be like the clip notes in some regard of that study Press coverage around reverse mortgages has grown more positive in recent years as new research has helped to explain how they can improve the prospects of an overall retirement income plan. So, if I may, I remember probably about 2013 or 14, uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere, Wade was, and I've always followed Wade, I've always respected him, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, some as a group, I'm somewhat familiar with maybe through the Financial Planning Association. I can't remember, but anyway, I can't. I was getting these emails say, Hey, Wade, uh, Fow talks about reverse mortgages and the benefits of reverse mortgages. I was like, What, what is it? I mean, I was like, Is Wade, you know, has he sold his soul? Because it's like, you know, from our perspectives in the financial realm, reverse mortgages were scams, as we uh, uh quote Dave Ramsey. And I said, I can't believe Wade because Wade's a solid researcher. I was like, Huh. It's nuts, man. It'd be like a Tom Brady playing for the freaking Giants. It's like this is just weird. So anyway, that was my background of not of Wade, but of uh, you know seeing Wade go on the reverse mortgage, uh, basically, you know, ban- uh, barnstorming. I was like, this is just odd to me. But anyway, um, but I've come to be a, tr- a true believer myself. It's amazing what evidence in. Thorough research can do without browbeating people. It's kind of interesting. Take that for other areas of your life. Don't browbeat. Don't browbeat. Talk. Open up your mind. Debate and be curious. All right. However, a lingering question remains about the cost of reverse mortgages. Costs can be high, which leaves people wondering how their benefits can be justified. In isolation, reverse mortgages can look expensive and might, one might question the motivations of those researchers who argue that reverse mortgages can add value. As I was like, why is a way of doing this? But reverse mortgages should not be viewed in isolation. They are a piece of a larger puzzle that retirees are trying to solve. Reverse mortgage costs can be offset by gains elsewhere in the overall financial plan. To show this, I'll create an example to illustrate how a reverse mortgage by protecting the investment portfolio creates a net positive result despite its cost. The power of the reverse mortgage to help preserve an investment portfolio in retirement can be viewed in a number of ways. For instance, a reverse mortgage could be used to refinance a traditional mortgage. To avoid making monthly payments i completely agree with that it could be used to build a bridge to support the delay of social security benefits without taking excess distributions from an investment portfolio completely agree with that it could be used to coordinate distributions from an investment portfolio to avoid creating greater pressure on the portfolio when markets are bleak could, could, completely dis, uh, completely agree with that I'll show an example in the last point as to where the most uh, of the research about reverse mortgages uh, have become, starting with Barry and Steven Sachs' seminal article in reverse mortgages in 2012, and that's in the Journal for Financial Planning. Um, anyway, so just what you can't get. I don't know if you, well, anyway, let's see. Can you get this guy? Um, can't remember if you can or not, let's see. Uh, but so what we're gonna talk about in this article is it could, the reverse mortgage could be used to coordinate distributions from an investment portfolio to, uh, to avoid creating pressure on the portfolio when markets are bleak. So let's see if we can get, yeah, that's weird. Okay, so not able to get that. So anyway, that's odd. Uh, I'm not a member of Financial Planning Association anymore, but sometimes you can still get their stuff. Sometimes it can't. Um, anyway, all right, so let's go into what Wade's uh, research is. For example, I'll assume a 65-year-old retiree who has a million dollars in an IRA and a home worth 200,000 bucks. So we got a million bucks in an IRA, home value 200. The home is fully paid off. She uses a 50-50 allocation, rebalanced annually and divided between the S&P 500 and intermediate term U.S. government bonds. I'll use the historical returns from 1966 to 1995. This is a valuable series of data to use because it was the years that gave us The 4% rule of thumb for retirement spending Uh, over those years, one could withdraw just 4.03% of the retirement date investment assets and sustain that level of spending with inflation adjusted for inflation for 30 years. All right. Uh, Bear with me. So just because that is a safe withdrawal rate, uh, we're going to look at this because it gets dicey. Just remember, that's a 4.038% rule of thumb for the 4% rule. Did it work as advertised? We'll show you. The idea is to treat the retiree as a retiring at present and facing current rules. Oh, I'll also assume the home's value grows at the Case Shiller Home Price Index, which happened over that time frame. Uh, But we test the retirement with a market return sequence uh, with historical data. On the reverse mortgage side, because the LIBOR rates was at the London Interbank Exchange rate. I forgot what it was. the LIBOR rates are not available for this period. I will approximate them using one-year constant maturity treasury rates and a 10-year treasury bond yields. The historical data for stocks, bonds, and inflation are provided by Morningstar. The one-year treasury rates are from the Federal Reserve, and the uh, Shiller, K. Shiller, he put Shiller first. K. Shiller home price returns and the 10-year treasury yields are from uh, Robert Shiller's website. All right, so we got a lot going on there, but just I'll show you here in the in the spreadsheet. In the first scenario, the retiree does not use a reverse mortgage. She takes $40,388 distribution from her $1 million IRA in the first year, because that's a 4.038% 4% rule. And she adjusts those uh, distributions for inflation in subsequent years over her 30 year retirement period. As this was a historical sequence that triggered the 4% rule, her IRA balance is reduced to 396 bucks after basically nothing when she dies. So if she lived one year beyond uh, n- uh, 30 years, she has no money left. Her home value has grown to be 992,000 over that time frame. Let me get my trusty calculator. I put it over here. All right. Oops. So here's my trusty calculator. So remember, she started with 200,000 dollars was her home value, and she ends with what 992,666. Uh, she did that for 30 years, so, Nine ninety two six six six. So her home grew at 5.48% a year over those 30 years. That's the home value. So when she does, so, so here we go. So here we got, she's 65. That corresponds with a uh, year 66, uh, 1966. She's 66. That's 1967 whatnot. Uh, she has an IRA balance of a million bucks and a home value of $200,000. So her total net worth is $1.2 uh, She takes 40388 That's a 4.038% rule from her IRA. Uh, so the home grows at you know whatever the rate was at that year, according to Kay Shiller. Uh, but her IRA value grew, uh, dropped by, uh, uh, let's see, her IRA value dropped $1 million minus the amount she took out, which is 40000 388 and then whatever return so 1966 we had a negative year so our ira balance dropped 1966, seven, we had a positive year 1968 so you can see that so basically what happens here is if we take the home value which is just growing at that whatever the case shield rate was but at the end of the 30 years it averaged 5.48 and we take real returns of her portfolio while she's taking distributions when she hits right here at the end of 1974, so she started the beginning of 1973 at 1.16 million, and she's living that happy as a clam. She ends 1974 though with uh, 851,000. That's a, I mean, that's a pretty significant decline. That's 116 minus 851 divided by one. You know, that's a 23% uh, reduction. In her, uh, I mean, in her portfolio. I mean, that's that's a pretty significant deal, man. So uh, that's tough. That's gonna be a tough road to hope, We'll see. But she does it until she hits when she's ninety years old. She has three hundred ninety-six dollars left in her account. That's it. So she says, "I retired and I was able to uh, bounce that last check." But she still had almost a million dollar in her uh, her home. So, you know, but that did nothing for her from a cash flow perspective. But you know, she retired and positive. Or she died in scenario two though she uses a reverse mortgage in particular at age 74 right here at age 74 at eight when the market fell to right here so the market fell to 851 at the end of age when she's 73 and she goes man i can't have that happen again so i'm going to stop taking money from the portfolio and i'm saying to take it from the the reverse mortgage all right, so in particular, at age 74, uh, which corresponds to January 1975, uh, the retiree opens a reverse mortgage to cover age 74 spending. Her reasoning is that in the previous two years, the stock market dropped 15 and 26 percent respectively. And her IRA balance is down uh, to 851,000, which is 15 percent from her initial level. With inflation, her, her age 74 IRA distribution will be $65,000, which is 7.7% of the remaining portfolio balance. So just let's go back here. And when she's 64, um, she has to take uh, 60, uh, not 64, when she's 74, she's going to have to take 65,000 from the portfolio. 65, 7, 8, 1, uh from a portfolio, of, was it 96 or is it going to be, no, one second. She, from this right here, so she has $851,000, but she's got to take the following year, $65,000, which is 7.7%. And we know 7.7% isn't likely to survive. That's a pretty dicey scenario, but that's what we're doing now. She does survive, as we, as history will show, she will survive, but barely. I mean, she has 300 bucks left to her name. All right, so she's like, yeah, I'm not so sure I want to do that because 7.7% is getting to be on the high side it'd be nice to provide some relief for the investment portfolio during this time. Uh, Wade says he did not model RMDs, required minimum distribution, but if she does not have other assets outside the IRA, uh, what we could focus on, she could take her RMD and immediately reinvest into a taxable account to keep the stock holdings intact. I, I completely agree. So now her home is worth 307,000 as she finishes her 73rd year. Her reverse mortgage will be based on the 10 year treasury at 7.5% at that time along with a, a 1.5% uh, percent each and every year mortgage premium and a lender's margin of 2.5%. The loan balance growth is based on uh, the 1.5% mortgage premium plus the lender's margin and the variable one-year treasury rate. That's the loan balance. So that's essentially the debt. Uh, the full retail fees to set up the reverse mortgage include a $5,000 loan origination fee, 6147 upfront mortgage insurance premiums and 2500 bucks are closing costs, appraisal, stupid title work and all that. The total closing costs are $13,721, which will surely create a sticker shop, but it will be financed into the loan balance. As for spending, because reverse mortgage dollars are proceeds from a loan, they are not taxable like our IRA distributions. Thus, assuming a 22% marginal tax rate, she needs only $51,000 from the reverse mortgage to cover her age 74 spending Uh, since the rest of the IRA distribution would be used to pay the taxes. With fees, her total reverse mortgage spending in that $51,000 she needs is $65,000 in that year. So here we go. So we're just going back here and we're stopping. We're arresting that year's distribution from the IRA because she's like, I can't afford another down year. I got to give the portfolio some relief. So all factors, including because reverse mortgage, you don't have to pay taxes on it. Uh, uh, so she has to take out what she can take out less from the um, she's essentially she's not spending as much because she doesn't need the taxes. So in this case, with a with a fifty one thousand bucks to save her about basically three thousand dollars of taxes, uh, she has. What's that? Uh, and plus the closing costs, the origination fee and all that is going to cost a total of $65,000 when all said and done for that first year. Now, she's still going to have to take required distributions. So, I mean, people get all wrapped around the axe on that. What happens to the RMD? Wade already made a point about that. She says she can take it out, pay the tax and put the money into a taxable account. So it's still there. Anyway, so what you see here is now she has 65000 in reverse mortgage. That's what she took out. Her IRA balance grew to $1.043 million her house is worth 324000 And now after the first year, the loan balance is $71,852 because the loan balance is based on what we talked about. It's going to be based on um, uh, the one-year treasury. Uh, the loan balance growth is based on percent, point five percent mortgage premium, 2.5% lender's margin, and the variable one-year treasury rate. That would be the loan balance year over year. And if you remember, Your history, the variable one year treasure rates back then were extraordinarily high. It's crazy. And I'll show you what that means at the end of the day. So the sixty-five thousand grew to seventy-one thousand, it grew to seventy-eight thousand the following year, eighty-four thousand, then ten. Look at that. So five years in, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, uh, no, four years in, she's up to ninety-four thousand dollars of the loan balance. Then the following year, 107, and we're talking 10% growth. 13, I mean, $10,000 growth, $13,000 growth, $16,000 growth, $26,000. Look at that. But her portfolio is also growing, too. All right. So that's the interesting thing. So while the heck of the reverse mortgage is growing significantly, uh, the portfolio is growing well more to compensate for that, even after distributions. And what happens now that she... Has money left over to survive until 1982. Now the, the the benefit of the huge market returns are just you know it's, it's freaking taking off like a rocket ship. So at the end of the day, when she dies at nine at 30 years later, her inflated adjusted re- reduction is $189,000. Remember, she started with $40,000 bucks 30 years previous, but inflation because this is a hugely inflationary time, she has to pull $189,000 from her portfolio. The portfolio at this point is worth eight hundred and seventeen thousand dollars all right so whereas before it was basically zeroed out now it's eight hundred seventeen thousand her uh, home is still worth nine hundred ninety two thousand that hasn't changed but now she has a six hundred thirty three thousand dollar debt against it all right so the six hundred thirty three thousand dollar debt uh subtract from the uh the nine hundred ninety two thousand dollar home value so she has three hundred and sixty thousand still in equity in her home. So her total net worth is 1.176 million, whereas before is just the value of the home at 992,000. That's a pretty big deal. And she had the, uh, the lack of concern about the markets getting killed uh, right in front of her very eyes. So now she has money left over. We'll talk about that in just a second. So Wade says, by sourcing the age of 74 retirement distribution from the reverse mortgage, the portfolio was protected from further decline at this key point retirement. Rather than entering a downward spiral that left the portfolio de- depleted by age 95, the portfolio was able to cover and 817,000 remained at the end of the retirement horizon. The portfolio balance is $817,000 larger in the reverse mortgage scenario too, and in th- this Portfolio gain has been a key benefit overlooked by those saying reverse mortgages are too expensive because we actually put the reverse mortgage fees in here. In fact, Wade even did a service. He made even the highest fees, the origination fees that you could pay. I mean, we're talking a 5% origination fee, and I'd argue there's no reason you have to pay that. Meanwhile, the reverse mortgage loan balance does grow substantially throughout retirement. The loan balance grows six to 633000 which is nearly 10 times as large as the proceeds used. This is where opponents of reverse mortgages would step in and say they're too expensive. However, money is fungible, and we need to assess the household's overall situation. Our retirees' net worth and the IRA balance plus the home balance less the loan balance is $1.176 million, which is almost $200,000 larger than the net worth scenario without the reverse mortgage. And that's the key. If the heirs wish to keep the home, they could repay the loan balance and still have $183,000 more left over as their windfall. Again, those who are only doing uh partial analysis will focus on the reverse mortgage costs and conclude that they're just too expensive. But even after repaying the loan balance, that net legacy value is still almost $200,000 more. All right, so uh, I wanna talk about some of the comments. So basically what now what Wade does it say is he does say, and I did, I'd say, okay. So let's just say that the heirs, um, they inherit this 817,000 and it's an IRA. And we're just gonna say, Uh, they're going to pay 25% taxes on that, just to make it simple. Uh, In that case, they're only going to inherit $612,000 net taxes, plus the $360,000 in the net of the reverse mortgage uh, home value. So that's net of the home value minus reverse mortgage. So they'll inherit 972,000 after taxes. Whereas here, they inherit 992000 Now, again, that's, I mean, you could say because there's no uh, taxes due due on the home, it'll be sold with a step-up basis. All right, so that's $20,000. So, some, I mean, some might say, and people do, but you're not taking into consideration the taxes. Okay, but for, again, uh, I'm just worried about Ms. Jones. All right, Ms. Jones, uh, she, we want to make sure she doesn't run out of money. And again, I'm just saying that heirs inherit with 20, 25%. They might inherit it less. Either way, it's a wash. Uh, secondly, if we start the reverse mortgage balance at $65,000 and we take our trusted calculator, $65030, and we use that as a present value, no payments, we do it for 30 years, and we have a reverse mortgage balance of $633,784 at the end, what is our, uh, it's costing us 7.88% a year in, in cost in terms of the growth of the mortgage. So we, again, $65,000 roughly is our present value. 30 years is our payment, is our number of years in which the reverse mortgage loan grows. Uh, the, the net value at the end of the 30 years, 784,000, oops, 784,000, 30 years and in, uh, compute interest rate. Yeah, seven, it's almost 8% a year, all right? So that means it's doubling every nine years. Stinks, but that's the benefit of, the or the negatives of the reverse mortgage that we're still coming out ahead. I don't. No matter how you slices and dices, we're coming out ahead. So let's read some of the comments. Because I always find the critics uh, kind of in some regard, I mean, sometimes the critics are pretty good. Sometimes I think they're a little bit uh, odd. So let's talk about this here. So this guy says, having been in the business for over 40 years, I'm a bit uncomfortable uh, with several assumptions here. First is that housing prices go up systematically over time with positive returns. He talks about his own uh, situation where his house hasn't recovered. A second is called required minimum distribution, not optimized minimum distribution. The article says the RMD is sourced from the reverse mortgage. Taxpayers do not get to source RMDs from things like mortgages or annuities or tax accounts. counts. Uh, he calculated the RMD based on her prior year value at $851,000. Uh, therefore, she would have re- required to t- uh, for a distribution of almost 36000 that year. So this still might work, but she has to take the RMD. I, Yeah, she has to take the RMD, but it has to be spent. I mean, yes, she has to take the RMD at $36,000 and pay roughly $3,000 in taxes. But the remaining $33,000 can be reinvested. In fact, that would just add uh, to the amount of money that is left for the kids tax-free. So, um, all So, right, so this guy says, uh, Mark says, g- given current start market valuations and interest rates, Retired investors are stirring down the barrel of a sequence return risk. Yeah, uh, if we, in a way, reverse mortgage provides similar protection to a portfolio as a trend screen It's costly upfront, but the returns you earn on the money not withdrawn from the portfolio during down periods. Uh, remember your best returns coming after worst returns seem, uh, more than make up for the right. Okay. Uh, then this guy says we added uh, mortgage oversight and origination to our practice, not as a revenue generator. I don't understand why you gotta say who cares with revenue generator, uh, but as a guard against poor mortgage deals, our object, our objection objection, aside from the cost of reverse mortgages is the inflexibility versus other available options like HELOCs, which typically costs little or nothing. Our main objection is it guarantees a systematic d- d- destruction of principle is option opting for an easy way out versus innumerable other choices, including family loans when necessary. After 40 years of practice, we can count on the fingers of our hands the number of clients who have diminishing asset bases. Yes, tomorrow's 87 year old couple has 33 years as one with diminishing a- assets, including the HELOC we paid off last year. All right, so I just, my my thing is, uh, just, I, I, I chuckle. So this is what I said back in April. I always chuckle at the folks who offer HELOC as an alternative to the HECM. Good luck getting a HELOC with an income stream of Social Security. No bank's going to underwrite you. Why? Because your debt-to-income ratio will be through the roof. But Josh, I have a $1.4 million in an IRA. Yep, you think the bank cares? They can't go after that asset in a creditor claim secondly i always laugh at those on um, dave ramsey dave ramsey who claims the reverse mortgage that put grandma out of her home and i say try not paying your property taxes even if you have no debt see how long the, sh- the county allows you to say your home and this guy uh in my experience mortgage lenders have no problem extending credit based on ira distributions as a source of income however none of my cl- uh, clients have tried <laughs> So, so as experienced, mortgage lenders have no problem extending credit based on IRA distributions as a source of income. However, none of my clients have tried to actually qualify for a HELOC based on IRA income. Uh, if the client were to get the HELOC at age seventy-four, then paid off when the market recovered, uh, it could be much lower than the, the reverse mortgage all right well okay and then this guy says we've never had a problem legitimately qualifying income admittedly we do not use helocs that frequently but often involved other family okay so again then he's often involving other family members and providing funds alternative uh simply put when there are other options available they appear to be both cheaper and more flexible the downside is it takes much more time and dialogue to come up with a solution versus the heck of I mean, do you really want to get your family involved in this? And, and so both these guys, the uh, naysayers against my team, uh, thing about getting home equity lines of credits, they say in, in their experience, but then they readily admit they haven't done it. You see what I'm saying? Where well, I've done it. I was in the bank. I'm telling you right now. The bank doesn't. I mean, they might look at your thirty five thousand dollars of IRA distributions uh, as a portion of of your uh ability to pay the HELOC line of credit, but then I'll share with you how it works. So both these guys argue against reverse mortgage, make an argument against a product that they both readily admit they haven't used, but in theory it works, and that's the problem here. Uh, So I say HELOC line of credit, hundred thousand bucks. You need to be able to afford one to one half percent of the line amount to get underwritten with a debt to income ratio of no more than 40 percent max. So, which means, which would mean you need free cash flow of $1,000, $1.5 a month to qualify. doesn't matter the actual line amount used. It's your line amount for which they underwrite you on. All right, so going back to the, both these guys who says they can use RMDs from your IRA. Let's just say you have $850,000 in an IRA and you have RMD. We'll just say, I don't know, divide that by 23. You're going to have 37,000 of RMDs. We'll just say that's 3000 bucks a month. Uh, you may, if that's your only debt, uh, you may be able to use that to get a home equity line of credit. But if you have any other debt, it's not gonna happen because the fact they're gonna look at one thousand or fifteen hundred dollars a month against a hundred thousand dollar home equity line of credit. Could you do lower the home equity line of credit? Sure. Absolutely. Are there other alternatives to home equity line of credit? Sure. Uh, in terms of you don't have to take the hundred thousand, but to just say the home equity line of credit is a good solution is just it's not looking at reality, it's just not. And on top of that, you still got to pay it back. That's another mortgage. And then, uh, this guy says HELOCs, Julio Lopez Brito, HELOCs are more flexible, they can be canceled, reduced, or frozen at the lender's whim. Just wait until the next housing crisis. I man 100% unequivocally could not agree with that. We all saw that in 2007, eight, and nine. Uh, Heckums are expensive. What's the premium for a non-recourse loan? Ask people that had a HELOC on top of an upside down mortgage in 2008. I 100% agree. As been pointed out already, Try Kong to qualify for a HELOC with no earned income. What premium would you be willing to pay? Uh, and then he says, just skip a couple payments to see how flexible the lender is. I, man, whoever Julio, I got to look this guy up. I could not agree more. Uh, okay, so now we got Aaron. It makes a good point. Scenario two leaves 817000 to the heirs in an IRA. Assuming a 22% federal tax bracket and 8% state bracket, the net inheritance work out to be less than scenario one. That's true, but I, I highly suspect, uh, well, I guess you could use an 8% state tax bracket if you're going to take the whole thing out at one time. Uh, regardless of the net inheritance, I find the most value, but I, I agree with that I don't, I don't have the, I, I, I agree. If it's an IRA and you're leaving more, it is going to be taxes, IRD, income with respect to decedent. I completely agree with Aaron's take here. I, I don't think it's a, it's a deal break at all. In fact, it means almost zero to me, but I get it. It's a good thinking. um, when my clients ask about using savings to pay down low interest rate mortgages, I tell them, uh, if, in the, uh, I tell them that in. If they are hungry in the future, they have money in the bank to buy food. If they sink all their cash into their home and they are hungry, they can't eat their house. Well, you could with a reverse mortgage. Uh, when the heckam is paid, reverse mortgages is paid back. Uh, heirs of state would be able to take accumulated mortgage tax interest deduction. Huh, really? I did not know that, but I like this best. From a diversification point of view, this is, in my opinion, this is the second point. This th- this is a second slicing and dicing that makes a home equity line or the home equity conversion mortgage the benefit. Uh, original position, 16% home, 84% investment portfolio. End position, scenario one, 100% home, no investment portfolio. Scenario two, 30% home, 70% investment portfolio. That, that's, that right there is... Uh, I couldn't agree more. I think that's fantastic. So anyway, um, big fan. I got to find out who this guy is. Julio Brito. Um, that, that's I love what he's talking about. Obviously, he's worked in other businesses other than just investments, and uh, that's good stuff. So that's my man, Wade. So like I said, be ready for my interview with him next uh, on Friday. And if you have questions you want me to ask him, throw them my way, and I'll be happy to uh, to, to bring him forward. So don't forget to smash and We'll see you next time.